We uh, welcome into the program Scott Chasen from Kansas 247 Sports. Scott, good afternoon and happy Friday. Uh, thanks. Happy Friday to you guys as well. It's funny. Uh, maybe less in radio working in sports. I often forget what day it is, but thanks for the reminder that it is indeed Friday. Hey, I was just looking uh, at, at KU's situation. Coach Leopold, five he brought in from Buffalo on his coaching staff and kept five. Uh, ironic or, or is by design? I mean, obviously by design, but very interesting, I, I think. Yeah, well, I think the plan was one, just a blending of staffs, which was something that I think Leipold wanted because I think he's really thrived on continuity. You know, he's had his offensive coordinator with him for eight years. He's had his defensive coordinator with him for 14 every year uh, of his head coaching career. So he's like that continuity. Um, I'm, I'm not sure Kansas was in the best financial situation to, you know, fire 10 assistants, bring in 10 new ones. And so I think that was probably part of it too. But uh, there were a few assistants in Kansas that had stuck around a while that I think he was excited to keep. And he was asked, you know, what kind of led to some of the decisions about guys he would keep versus guys he wouldn't. And he said, first and foremost, do you want to be here? Because, again, I think continuity is so important to him. And the guys that he kept have mostly been in Lawrence since the start of the Les Miles era. Two haven't. Uh, one of them has Kansas City ties and, and wants to stay in Lawrence for a long, long time. So um, I think that's kind of how this staff got formed and how you end up with a half Buffalo, half Kansas uh, staff coming together in Lawrence. Obviously, there are a lot of things that have got to get done, and you're not going to get them all done in, in 24 hours. But uh, what 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 are the priorities for KU football, not only this summer but going into fall camp? Well, I think the first priority was – kind of re-recruiting players on the roster. And Lance Leipold said he didn't like that term. Um, you know, it, again, it makes things maybe sound like they're more in flux than they are. But that was kind of the first directive of the staff was Lance Leipold met with every single player individually uh, and kind of underrated. You know, people talk about a, a normal coach hiring timeline. You know, it normally happens late in the year, November, December, and then you kind of get your class together. So the thought was that, hey, there could be some benefit to Kansas that this coaching search is so late, no one else is hiring a coach, you've got time to settle in. But what I think ended up happening is, you know, they meet the players, or at least some of them, and then all of them get to go home for, you know, even if it's just a week or two for summer break or whatever, um, before they have, you know, workouts and stuff back on campus. Uh, a lot of those guys left. And so, you know, all of a sudden transfer uh, portal decisions start happening. The most, you know, the latest being Karan Prunty, who apparently is being recruited, you know, at least reportedly by Ohio State um, now. And, and so you, you kind of get in this situation where you haven't really even been able to build connections with uh, the players on campus. And now all of a sudden they're going home where people are telling them, you know, any sort of thing. So I think that was number one was, hey, you know, let's figure out what's, in, what's going on in Lawrence. Let's build some connections between staff members uh, and coaches. And then, you know, I also think just filling out the staff, support staff and all of that. There's still, I think, as of today, they finalized uh, a few more staff positions. So um, I think it's been getting things set and then slowly turning to recruiting because uh, obviously this month is so important for that with everything opening up for the first time in over a year. Uh, they've had a lot on their plate. It's probably better timing-wise than, you know, maybe it would be if you tried to hire a coach against all these other programs and uh, signing day was right around the corner, whatever. But doing it on this timeline also kind of presented its own unique challenges, um, and that's been something they've had to deal with too. Scott, and you mentioned recruiting there, and right now Baylor and Kansas are kind of battling it out for 2022 Cedar Hill cornerback Jalen Peoples. 
What are your your what are you your thoughts on this? And do you like Kansas's uh, chances of landing peoples? Yeah, well, you know, it was interesting. He obviously just made a visit to Kansas, and he called off another visit and moved up his commitment date by a few weeks. And I think that's usually an indicator uh, of a prospect knowing where they want to go, or at least having an idea. Uh, that they're ready to make a commitment. Now, obviously, as you guys know, I mean, commitments aren't necessarily binding, and uh, certainly covering Kansas, I can't tell you the number of guys I've covered who have committed and then for one reason or another have flipped even to another Big 12 school, um, you know, well before they even make it to the early signing day. So, um, yeah, I I do think Kansas is in a good position, and I think the reason why you have Emmett Jones, who has, you know, so many kind of ties to that DFW area, and then, uh, obviously, you know, Chevis Jackson, or I shouldn't say obviously, Chevis Jackson is a guy who, uh, when he took the job at Kansas, I believe he was the first assistant that Les Miles hired. He's the defensive backs coach. Now I believe it's just cornerbacks because of some, you know, staff reshuffling. But uh, when he was hired, it was kind of a question of like, you know, how much experience does this guy have? How good is he going to be? Uh, he was someone Les Miles really trusted, really wanted on staff. And he's turned into one of their better recruiters. He's gone into some places that Kansas, you know, hasn't necessarily had the most success in, in SEC country. Uh, And he's been big recruiting there. And then also, um, you know, we hear about him now going into Oklahoma and obviously going down into Texas and kind of working with different guys um, and and trying to bring them in. And, you know, if I had to rank the recruiting assistants on staff, those two are probably number one and number two, and they've been the guys recruiting people for a long time. So not convinced it's over, over, because it's never over, but uh, I definitely think for Kansas a very good vibe that he moved up his decision for uh, to be this Sunday. I saw this morning where you had put an article out uh, kind of taking a look at this defensive line for the Jayhawks. What should we be on the lookout for from that unit this year? Well, I, I think it's going to take a huge step back just because of the, the departures via the transfer portal. And, you know, it's crazy to think about a program like Kansas losing guys to Auburn, Tennessee. I mentioned Karan Prunty's getting a look at Ohio State. Uh, other schools, South Carolina is one that's kind of tracking him. Uh, you know, and, and then they obviously lost a bunch of guys on offense. But those are two uh, defensive linemen going to SEC programs, uh, which tells you that they were probably going to play and play a lot at Kansas, especially Marcus Harris. Uh, who, for my money, was probably the best defensive player on the team, maybe outside of Karan Prunty, uh, led Kansas in tackles for loss last year, and that was even missing a game due to being in uh, that COVID-19 protocol. So uh, there are going to be new faces. There are going to be new names. They got a couple transfers from uh, from Buffalo that they're interested to see how they work into things. Kansas is switching from a 3-4 to a 4-3, which I think is interesting. But the one guy on the team that I think – all these changes might help more than anyone is Stephen Parker. And the reason why he was a four-star out of the Dallas area um, in Les Miles' first recruiting class is that it was kind of not necessarily an awkward fit for him because I think he could be a 3-4 outside linebacker who rushes primarily, you know, a majority of the time. But I, I think it's probably a lot more natural for him to kind of line up in that weak side defensive end spot, uh, maybe occasionally do some creative things where it's not just, you know, going after the quarterback or trying to make plays in the backfield. But his skill set is so good and so impressive with his length, with his, I would say, athleticism for a defensive lineman compared to athleticism for being a linebacker. And just his tools, I think he'll be able to uh, really reach some of that potential that, you know, he had coming out of high school where, you know, he was projected as a future NFL guy down the line. And, and again, a four-star talent that Kansas was very excited to land. Uh, another Emmett Jones recruit, actually, at that. 
So I, I think that's a guy that really helps, um, you know, as one of those kind of end positions. I, I think he's someone who could really take a step forward. I saw the, the other day where the football team was out doing a community outreach type program over at South Park. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and kind of explain to me what Gaga Ball is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they've been doing a, a lot of stuff like that. Um, and, and again, I think it's uh, a lot of it is doing good in the community and being connected with people. And I think a lot of it is team bonding, too. Um, I, I think they really want these players building strong connections with each other, um, not just in the transfer, transfer portal era, but I think they want them to be connected. So Gaga Ball is a game, and it, it comes from Israel. I know about it because I'm Jewish. We would go to camps and stuff, and we would play it there. But apparently it's actually reached like the outside world somehow. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's basically like dodgeball kind of, except you're, you're sort of bending over. You're hitting like a, you know, like a kickball or something right. with your hands. And the goal is to hit someone else in the legs you can block it with your hands if you hit him in you know in the legs that they're out you can't pick up the ball you you can only like kind of knock it around or i guess you could dribble it by like slowly bumping it uh, but it's actually a really fun game and and so yeah i imagine they had a pretty good time just kind of messing around but that's been an emphasis like it, it's not by accident that they're doing all these things out in the community and going to mass street and playing all these games uh they're really trying to breed this culture um and, and talking to matt gildersleeve the new strength coach He's the guy who gets the first uh, kind of crack at implementing culture this summer. Uh, and he told me he wants everyone to be tight and be together by the end of the summer. That's awesome, man. Uh, let's talk about basketball real quick. And I know Sylvia DeSouza has now hit the transfer portal. And when you look back at his time at Kansas, was it really worth the trouble, in your opinion, for all the stuff Bill Self went to get him on campus? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It, it is kind of insane to think about his journey, the ups and the downs from committing to Kansas, from being horrible the first time he stepped on the court, unplayable to at the end of the year, you know, Yudoka Azubuki gets injured. He basically, I mean, he has 16 points and 10 rebounds, goes eight for eight from the field in the big 12 tournament championship game. Then in the elite eight, he gets 10 rebounds against Marvin Bagley and Silvio DeSos or uh, Marvin Bagley and Wendell Carter plays more minutes than Yudoka Azubuki who fouls out and helped Kansas to a Final Four, suspended the entire next year. You know, then it, after that year off, it seemed to really hurt his game. He never really had a feel, never really reestablished his position in the rotation, has the brawl at Kansas State, then another legal incident afterward. Uh, I mean, his career on and off the court has experienced ups and downs to a level of which, you know, I, I've never quite covered anything like it. And so, you know, for Kansas, you got a Final Four, you got a Big 12 tournament out of it. Uh, tournament championship and so you know I, I think those things are if you know if they remain up I think that's obviously a big boost for the program Bill so uh, you know for all that he has done hasn't made a ton of final uh, ton of final fours in Lawrence but you know at the same time you mentioned uh, that recruitment may be one that ends up really stinging the Jayhawks just because you know even though going back a couple of years the testimony from uh, the Adidas uh, booster who is uh, kind of, or the Adidas representative who was kind of tied up in everything. You know, he testified, he did what he did without knowledge of the KU staff. We kind of know that's not necessarily how that works, at least to this point. Um, you know, KU's in that case in the, the NCAA's new independent review process, and we'll see, you know, how they rule on that and how that all goes. But, yeah, I mean, it could be, end up being something that really ends up hurting the Jayhawks in the long run. Last thing I have for you, man, I, I was having a conversation earlier today. We were talking NBA, me and this guy, and uh, I was talking about some of the, the top five players 
Do you think Joel Embiid is a top five player in the NBA? That's such a good question. I, I was debating this with friends. I, I watch a ton of NBA, and it's funny. I'm a huge like LeBron James fan. I have been my basically my whole uh, life, or not my whole life, because I guess he hasn't been in the league the whole time. But uh, his whole career, I've been a huge LeBron James fan. And I was trying to figure out if he's still a top five player in the NBA. When you think <laughs> of guys at the top, like I mean, think about this: you have Kawhi, Steph. Kevin Durant. Um, oh man, if I try and make a list on the spot, it's going to oh, kill it's me. Um, the answer is is no. I think where I ended up putting him was eight. Like I, I did this all the way out to like ten, twelve, or fifteen or something. And and it's, you just keep forgetting guys. It's like you build your list of ten, and then you're like, well, James Harden is probably in there. Well, you know, Damian Lillard. Where would you put him? Well, Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis has the potential to be a top five guy. Uh, Nikola Jokic. You know, where does he kind of fall? I have Embiid and Jokic very similarly placed. I think the only difference uh, between the two of them this last year was pretty much the health uh, of one versus the other and how many games they played. But, yeah, I I think Joel Embiid is right on the cusp of being on the top five. The problem for him is there is so much good talent in the league, and so many of those guys are still so young. Giannis, of course. Um, I don't even think I mentioned Giannis, who I definitely think is a top five player. So, yeah, right on the outside of being a top five guy, but – uh, it, it has been insane to see his growth. It feels like, you know, surely he can't get better. And then he goes out this year. He sets career highs in field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throw percentage. Uh, and he's just a much more efficient player. So it, it's been remarkable to see his development. Hey, Scott, we, man, we appreciate the time. Uh, what, do you got, uh, what do you got working with Kansas 247 right now? Well, it's a ton of recruiting stuff, as I'm sure you can imagine. Lots of basketball, football, all sorts of visitors coming, and then, you know, getting to the team topics too. So it's a busy time at, uh, at fog.net, kansas.247sports.com. And, yeah, if you're interested in reading more, especially recruiting, that's the uh, the place to go. Hey, Scott, thanks. Appreciate your time. Have a good day. Thanks for having me. See you later. Scott Chasen from uh, Kansas247sports.